I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to r slash entitled parents. Now, in today's first post, an entitled mom tries to return a bike to a bike store. The only problem being is that this bike is absolutely decimated. Before we get into that though, guys, if you are new around here, please consider subscribing to my channel. You know, one subscription, it might not sound like a lot, but it goes a long way. And we are now trying to get towards, I guess, 700,000 subscribers. That's the next big milestone. So if you are new around here, hit that button and let's go. Entitled mum demands full refund for a bike her son crashed. A little background. I started working at a bike shop about a month after the lockdown started. Bike shops were still open because supposedly they count as necessary transportation. Anyway, I had barely any school and my MTB team wasn't practicing anymore, so I thought it was a good time to make some dough. I arrived at the bike shop around 9am and checked in with the owner slash manager. I was only allowed to work at the cash register and some occasional customer service since it was only my second week on the job. The other guys got to work on bikes in the back since a large part of our business was bike repair. The day was going pretty smoothly. Two people brought their bikes in for repair and one family bought three bikes for their kids. But then, dun dun dun, she came in. This lady came in huffing and puffing with her two kids being dragged behind her, plus one of the kids' bikes no mask and all i'm like oh god i can't do this today so i say to her could you put your mask on it's store policy right now to my surprise she actually said oh sorry i forgot thank you what can i do for you today i want to return my son's bike it doesn't work anymore now we don't allow returns on bikes but we do have a one month warranty that covers minor and easy to fix damages Sorry, we don't allow returns. We will fix your bike on us, though, if the warranty is still active. Ugh, fine. Okay, we will need a receipt or proof of purchase then. Couldn't you just look my name up? No, I can't. The entitled mum then proceeds to rifle through her purse for five minutes, trying to find the receipt. And when she does, she slaps it on the counter. There. I take a look at the receipt, and the date on the receipt was from seven months ago. Sorry, but you bought this bike seven months ago. So? Well, our warranty only covers one month of use. What does that mean? It means we can't fix it for free. Well, why not? I just told you. The entitled mum then says in a very threatening voice, Just give me a refund and I'll leave. What? No, the repairs for your bike won't be very much. Only around 45 bucks. I don't want it fixed anymore. I want my money back. Mom, we don't accept returns on bikes. If you really don't want it anymore, you could just donate it to charity. Oh, I've had it with you. Where's the manager? After she said these fateful words, something even worse happened. I'd forgotten about the kids she had brought in. I heard a loud crash and look up to see one of our bikes that was hanging from the racks on the floor. Her entitled kid said, Oops. What the heck are you doing? Don't talk to my son like that. I'm trying to recompose myself here. Look, your son just knocked down a $4,000 bike. 
You are being so rude. My son didn't mean to. Right, son? Yeah, it was an accident. My boss then burst out from the back, wondering what the heck was going on. OP, why is that bike on the floor? Well, this lady's son just knocked it down. My boss rushes over to the fallen bike to assess the damage. The freaking frame is cracked. Now, this was a carbon frame bike, which means if the frame's cracked, the bike's done. This kid right here knocked it over? Yep. He only knocked it over because your employee was harassing me. Wait, what? Lady, I don't care why it was knocked over, but I trust my employee more than you, and I'm going with what he said. I won't make you pay the full price of the bike since only the frame is damaged. I will need 2000 from you, though. What? Why do bikes cost so much? You don't have to pay it right now. We could arrange a deal for monthly payments. I am not paying for anything. You should be paying me for all I've gone through in this shop. My son did nothing wrong. It was your stupid employee who made it fall. What? How did I make it fall? I wasn't even close to the bike. The other kid starts to cry now because of all the yelling. Now look what you've done. The kid starts crying louder. I'm calling the cops for trying to treat me out of money and harassing me and my kids. I look over to my boss and he kind of shakes his head, telling me just to let the cops come. Once the cops came, she told her bogus story of how we were harassing her and her kids and trying to cheat her out of money. She said I had knocked the bike down and I was lying about damages to get money from her. She also said when she tried to return a non-functional bike, we rejected her. My boss told me to just let her dig her own hole. When the police asked for our side of the story, my boss walked the officers into the back room and of course showed them security footage of her son knocking down the bike. He then explained our return policy and our warranty. Finally, he showed them the damages to the bike that was knocked over, confirming that we were not lying about that. She was arrested and had to pay a bunch more than what she originally would have had to. She also got two weeks in jail for resisting arrest and lying to officers. Oh God, just just why in this situation would you cause such a fuss? Just pay the $45, it's not even that much. You get you know, a bike that you can actually use. It's like, why, why not just, just do the simple thing? Yeah, probably you were hoping that it would be under warranty, although surely in the back of your mind, you knew that you're not gonna have like seven months to refund a bike that your son's broken. But $45 to fix it? Sure, that's just a no-brainer. Like, just pay the money, move on with your life, don't don't mess around cause your kids to you know go into some weird state where they're like worried about what's going on accidentally knock over a four thousand dollar bike oh my goodness me then go to prison uh yeah i mean what well i'll ask you guys yeah what would you rather do pay 45 dollars to get your bike fixed or pay two thousand dollars and go to jail for me that's quite a hard decision i have to think about that one but let me know down below what would you do now for our next story I met my biological parents today. So for some backstory, I am adopted. My biological parents gave me up at birth. My adopted parents adopted me when I was young, but were always open about my adoption and everything. They never kept anything about it away from me and always told me the truth when I had questions about my adoption. I never had too many questions about my adoption though, as I just wanted to believe that my adopted parents were the people who gave birth to me. I, a 16-year-old girl, had the opportunity to meet my biological parents the other day. It was my choice whether I wanted to or not, and I decided to meet them. I thought that maybe there was a chance that they weren't heartless buttholes, and that maybe they were just falling on hard times and couldn't support a child, and that now they were doing better and wanted to actually form a bond with me. 
Oh, how wrong I was. My biological and my adoptive parents talk it out and set up a date and time to meet up. And my adoptive parents relay it all to me to make sure I was okay with everything. For the most part, I was just agreeing with everything because I was nervous not to make a bad first impression. After a little bit of talking and discussing, a time and date had been settled on. Directly two weeks from now at a restaurant called Texas Roadhouse, the fanciest restaurant we have where I live. The week before I have to go and meet my biological parents, my adopted mum took me shopping at the mall for some new clothes. I've never been too fond of dresses and stuff, and my adopted mum knew this, and so instead of taking me to some place like Coles or Claire's, she took me to Hot Topic and Spencer's, where we found a couple fancy things that I liked and that we thought that my biological parents would like as well. Some time had passed, and I was getting ready to meet my biological parents. I put on the clothes and hop into my adopted parents' car so that they could take me. The plan was that my adopted parents would drop me off and they would hang around the area for a bit so that if something happened, they could get to me quickly. We get there and after a small pep talk from my adopted parents, we go into the restaurant and meet my biological parents. Right off the bat, as they looked at me, they mumbled stuff under their breath, which I can only assume was about my outfits. My biological parents themselves looked like your typical snooty rich parents, as they were decked out in all types of jewelry, fancy clothes, etc. Already, I was getting a bad vibe from them. We greet each other, and after like a minute, my adoptive parents leave so that me and my biological parents could eat and get to know each other. So, me and my biological parents get escorted to a table and sit down. A couple seconds pass, and my biological mother says something. So, how are you liking your life so far? Um, it's good, it's good. My biological dad then chirps in. Well, tell us about it. Um, there's not much to tell you about. I live, as I presume, any normal childhood. Okay, uh, do you have a boyfriend? I froze at this question. I am lesbian, and although I normally am not afraid to show it, I was this time. My biological parents looked like very judgmental people, and I didn't want to have a bad first impression. After a couple of seconds of silence, I gave the best answer I could. No, I told them I didn't have a boyfriend, which technically wasn't lying. The rest of the day goes pretty much exactly like this just with a couple typical Karen things thrown in by my mum. She would constantly snap and call over waiters, treat the staff like trash, etc. All of this was pretty bad, and I wanted to call my adoptive parents and leave, but for whatever reason, I decided not to. An hour or two of awkward entitlement passes, and just as I was about to finish my food, my biological parents say something I will never forget. OP, we need your help with something. You have a biological brother who is currently in the hospital. He got into a car crash a couple of days before we contacted you. He needs a kidney transplant and your dad and I have both offered up ours, but we weren't matches. The only person who does have a match is you. We hope you're willing to give up your kidney for your brother. This broke me. I now knew why they all of a sudden wanted to meet up with me. They didn't want to form a relationship with me or even get to know me. They just wanted to use me to save their actual son. I didn't even know I had a brother. And at that point, I frankly didn't care. I told them no. They abandoned me as a child. And 16 years later, they want me to save a brother I never knew existed. I told them no and just walked out. I walked out of that restaurant and called my adoptive parents. My real parents. 
I told them to come pick me up and they said they were at the target right next door to me and said to wait in the car or come look for them in the store. I opted for the car. I didn't want to be around anyone at that point, so I just walked and searched for my adopted parents' car. My biological parents probably came after me, but I don't know that for sure, as when I left the restaurant driveway, I didn't look back. After about 20 minutes in the car crying, my adopted parents come and immediately noticed that I was crying, despite my best efforts to hide it. They asked what was wrong, and I told them everything. They seemed just as annoyed as I was, but they comforted and consoled me nonetheless. I'm glad I'm adopted. Because as far as I'm concerned, my real and only parents are my adopted ones. Oh my goodness me, what a trashy couple of people. We actually had a story very similar to this one a couple of weeks ago where a family member contacted a distant relative purely because they needed something from them. In this case, a transplant like the other story. I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Firstly, you leave a child, uh, you know, when they're young and just F off and do your own thing. And obviously they have to go into foster care and get adopted and that sort of stuff. Then when you actually need something from them, you you contact them saying, oh, I'd love to get back in contact with you. We definitely don't need you for a a key organ for our son that we actually love and care about and actually took care of. No, no, no. This is a, a purely friendly thing, not a not a use thing at all it's just ridiculous isn't it i mean come on just think about it like i think put yourself in op's perspective right she's probably waited her entire life to meet her biological parents obviously yes you love your adoptive parents because they are your real parents of course but obviously you'd be interested to know what your biological parents are really like this is a big big deal for op but no just gets thrown back in their face asking for a kidney for christ's sake wow some people man Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Now moving on to our final post. Entitled stepmom gets mad at me for having my period, then calls me a skank in front of my dad when I get birth control. Bit of backstory. My periods were insanely painful. I've actually been hospitalized because of them. So when I was around 15, my stepmom and my dad were going to a barbecue for my stepmom's brother. I don't remember the occasion, but it wasn't for anything big. They asked me to come along and I told them I didn't feel that great, so I was going to stay home. They left and about two hours later, I fell to the floor in complete pain. They were still out and my dogs found me on the floor. My pit bull stayed next to me while my boxer ran around for someone. Yes, this is important. I texted my dad telling him he needed to come home, but he didn't answer. So I texted my grandma. Hey, grandma, I think I started my period. Do you have any painkillers? Of course I do. I'm out shopping right now, but I'll drop them off once I'm done here. Okay, thank you. About five minutes later, I get a call from my stepmom. The conversation goes as follows. Why did you text your dad that? Because I'm laying on the floor in pain and I can't get up. Why can't you get up? I'm on my period and this pain wouldn't stop unless I stay curled up in a ball like this. Ah, fine, we are coming home, but don't ever text your dad with that again. Then she hung up. I waited about 15 minutes for them to arrive home. 
My boxer ran over to them and showed them where I was. My dad picked me up and carried me to my room. My stepmom gets some painkillers, a heating pad, and then tells me to sleep. She was mad the rest of the day and wouldn't even look at me. The next day, we meet my biological mum, and my dad tells her everything that happened. My mum and I decided to start looking into birth control. We found out I can't have the pill due to the fact I have epilepsy, so we heard about how an implant was still in testing and how it wouldn't have an effect. So we went with that one. I told my dad and stepmom that I got birth control to help, and my dad was happy. Then my stepmom says, Well, I hope you know that means you can't go around sleeping with everyone. I sat there in shock that she says something like that in front of my dad. I'm demisexual, which means I don't have sexual attractions towards people I have no emotional bond with. So random stranger hookups were out the window. Around dinner time, I still couldn't stop thinking about what she said. My dad knew that something was troubling me and said she didn't mean it, you know. That's not how it meant to come out. I believe my dad, of course. This was mistake number one. When dinner was finally served, she kept giving me dirty looks and looked at the food like I gave her a severed human head to eat. Did OP help make any of this? Everything except the vegetables that you made. My dad wanted me to grow up to be the cook in my family. My stepmom then proceeds to only eat the vegetables. Like I'm going to give her some sort of disease because I got birth control? I ate about half my food and then cleaned up. My dad apologized for her, but I didn't believe it. Yo, any of you watching right now, do you have step parents that you just despise? Like you just don't get on with them well at all, despite getting on with your biological parent really well? I don't know, like if they, if your biological parents have divorced and they now have new partners, how do you get on with those people? Because I find it really strange that your dad and your mum, biological dad and mum, OP, in this, in this story, seem like nice, normal people that would help you out if you were in severe pain. But I mean, for some reason, your dad has chosen now to go off with this other woman who just seems horrible right how can someone you know be happy with one woman your mother who seems completely nice and then move on to somebody else like this who clearly is a horrible person you don't get on with them very well at all and i'm sure your dad knows that like having to apologize for your new wife to your own daughter is very very strange and surely there are like loads of like red flags that are going off in his head right now or just right in front of his eyes i don't know um but yeah let me know down below guys if any of you have been in this sort of situation because I imagine it's actually more common than I than I think, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, I want to hear your horror stories of your step-parents. Or maybe you have an amazing amazing step-parent. I don't know. Maybe you have an amazing one. And if that is the case, then you're lucky. Because you're, you're in a better, a better situation than OP in this story. That is for sure. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Entitled Parents. If you want more right away, check out this playlist of all my Entitled Parents videos. If you are new here, like I said in the intro, please consider hitting this button to subscribe to my channel. I post here daily, so you know... There's loads of content coming each and every day and you want to be subscribed so you don't miss any of it. And yeah, with that being said, I will see you tomorrow for a brand new video. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.